Are you tired of your valuable ideas and suggestions getting lost in the shuffle? Well, that is why I'm introducing Direct Suggest, the revolutionary digital suggestion box that puts your voice front and center. With Direct Suggest, you have the power to make a difference in your organization. Direct Suggest provides value to organizations in various industries worldwide, including notable brands like Comcast, TD Bank, and Nokia. And here's the best part. Direct Suggest only costs 50 cents per employee per month, making it an affordable solution for businesses of all sizes. Plus, they have an incredibly high ROI and savings potential with an average 33 times return on investment. The implementation process is also a breeze. Once committed, setting up Direct Suggest from start to finish can be completed in as quickly as a week or less. Don't let your ideas or your team's ideas go unnoticed. Visit directsuggest.com today and start by making a difference with Direct Suggest. Use the promo code HUMANHR for your extended 60-day free trial. Again, visit directsuggest.com to learn more and remember to use promo code HUMANHR for an extended free trial. Direct Suggest, where your voice matters. Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. I'm Tracy Chernoff, and I've spent my entire professional career in HR. Each week, we'll explore the delicate balance between people and business with the aim to reconnect the two and create meaningful outcomes. Listen in as I share my own experiences, challenge the status quo, and chat with guests from various industries about our mission to bring the human back to human resources. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. I'm really excited about our topic today because it's all about women receiving the leadership and mentoring that they need and the training in those areas that they need. And if you're not a woman, that is okay. Please make sure you continue to listen because everyone has a role to play in supporting everyone in the business, regardless of their gender. So today to discuss this topic, I have Michelle Harris on the podcast, who is the host of her own podcast, Her Hype Squad with Boss Track. She founded Boss Track in 2021 to provide women new to leadership roles with the development, support, and mentorship that she found lacking for new leaders. Often little thought is given to the new tools and perspectives needed to lead, and as a result, new leaders are expected to just figure things out. Boss Track was developed to fill in this gap. Michelle has over 25 years of leadership experience with more than half of that time spent at an executive level. Her focus has always been on people shaping her teams to produce results and grow in their roles. She has led her teams through financial reorganizations, acquisitions, and multi-billion dollar private equity sales. She's excited to bring this opportunity, of course, to new women leaders. And while not working to empower women leaders, you can find Michelle in the water, in a photography studio, or at a new restaurant. She enjoys, enjoys photography, scuba diving, free diving, enjoying food and wine, and exploring new places. She's also a mom of two and a wife of a former Marine. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a little overwhelming hearing all that, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so happy life. to be here with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that, that you are here. And I think uh, it's always so funny, you know, everyone's reaction to their own bios, um, but it is, it is your life and these are the things that you've done and enjoy doing. And that's very special. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. I'm cool. excited to, I mean, like you said, this is my subject matter, uh, 
expertise. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in and talk about mentorship and uh, leadership development. So yes, me too. And why don't we do just that? We can dive right in, which is also a bit of a pun since you enjoy diving, um, which we, we might have to cover a little bit because I'm curious. I, I've never gone diving before, so I'd love to hear maybe a story on that. But um, tell us like, you know, the listeners really a little bit about what kind of sparked this realization for you that there was a gap in mentorship and leadership opportunities, especially for women? Well, I think the the thing that did it for me was being in corporate myself. I have um, 25 years, uh, over 25 years of experience. And um, during that time, I was there, you know, throughout that time looking for development opportunities for my own team and looking um as I was growing new leaders or new uh, people on my team into their leadership positions, looking for those opportunities where I could have them join a group, uh, take, have a program, something long-term that could help support them in that transition. In addition to, of course, you know what I was able to provide. But as you can imagine, especially in the environments I was in, private equity backed high growth organizations you're you're moving at high speed all the time so finding those opportunities um, to give somebody the full attention that they needed it, you know I, I was looking for that support so I actually found a gap there like there were tons of opportunities for a long-term development for executive women um, or executive leaders but for new new leaders, like people moving into their first manager or supervisor leadership role, they had, you know, you could send somebody to a one or two day training, or you could uh, take, have them take an online course, but there was really nothing long-term support, support like to support them long-term. So uh, when I did finally leave corporate, that was my mission was to provide that development to new leaders that I couldn't find myself. That's amazing. And, you know, you're absolutely right. There's definitely a need to focus on leadership and mentorship. It, this is a topic that has graced the podcast before. Um, and I think it's it's especially important that we address why it's so important for women to receive this training and these opportunities as well. So can you share with the listeners why you focus on women and why, you know, potentially this is a population of leaders and and developing leaders who really need these resources? Yeah, well, I think uh, it's probably not a big surprise when you look at statistics. Um, you look at who comes into the workforce and every, it's pretty much male, female, 50-50. Then with every rung in the ladder, you lose a certain percentage of representation. And that that happens for quite a few different reasons. It could be just self-selection because they, you know, ready to start a family. Um, but a lot of it has to do with bias and, you know, feeling uh, unsupported and not feeling um, heard uh, and, um, you know, really wanting um, to find something else where they can can feel that. And uh, so they so they select to they, they elect to leave or they just don't they're not giving those given those same opportunities to develop into into that uh, leadership role. So um, I, I we have it out on our website. I reference every year the Women at Work uh, McKinsey puts out that study and it's very um, 
it's very eye-opening to to read um you know the statistics about women and and those reasons so so really we focused on women so we could try to um support and help and provide provide that mentorship because it doesn't always have to be um you know, stay, stay or leave, you know, there are things that you can do to overcome that bias or have that feel that at least feel that support so you can go into it and, um, and, and address it or, you know, manage through that. Right. I'm curious, do you have any of those statistics off the top of your head that you can share that maybe are more surprising or even insightful for those listening? Yeah, so I think the latest study from 2022 was we come women come into the uh, business uh, world at 48 percent, and then at manager it's 40 percent, at VP level it's 32 percent, and at C-suite it's 26 percent, and that's all women. But if you look at uh, women of color separately than white women, only five percent of women of color are reaching mm-hmm. the C-suite level. So it's pretty pretty dismal and. What I think um, companies don't necessarily realize is that there's a cost that comes with that. And, um, you know, that turnover, it's not, it does, <laughs> there's, you know, it could be $70,000, um, depending on what kind of position you're replacing to, to replace that person. And from not only from that standpoint, but when you do train a leader and provide that mentorship and they, they have the tools that they need to succeed, I mean, you are going to contribute to to your bottom line from from them being more effective in their role. Absolutely, thank you for sharing that. I, I first of all, when you realize the downward trend, you know, obviously you shared that, but when you really hear the numbers and you can see or you can visualize what that really looks like in terms of the trend downward, and then especially as you um, really hone in and focus on women of color, that it, it is dismal and it is. Um, it's shocking, honestly, or at least it should be shocking because we'd like to think that there would be in 2023 at the time that we're recording this, that these numbers would be much stronger. So I guess my, my question then is how do we make an impact on these numbers? Is it all focused on the mentorship and the leadership opportunities? Is it taking a chance to, or not even taking a chance, but really focusing on the roles before those leadership roles? Because really, I would imagine if women are leaving the workforce before they even have the opportunity to be in that 40% manager of manager population, that already we're kind of missing the root cause of or solving for that root cause if they're already leaving the workforce. Yeah. And and to, to be honest, I don't think it's necessarily because they're leaving the workforce at that point. They're just not given the same they may not be given the same promotional opportunities mm. to move into that manager role. So I think what's happening is that they're they're staying at that uh, associate level and um, not moving into that. And from there, they might decide that um, they're going to self-select out or they stay and they just, you know, you know, they're not giving that opportunity. Mm, interesting. And are we, are you seeing that certain industries doing a really good job of ensuring that there are women in these roles or even opportunities and these opportunities for training to be able to get them 
uh, ready and developed for these roles? Are there industries that are doing a really poor job of this? You know what? I I apologize. I can't really answer that question. I, um, you know, from I can tell you from my podcast experience when I interview women leaders that are in those director and VP roles, I mean, they're they're not seeing any much of a change at all. And um, it's been it's been slow progress. And, um, you know, I talk, I talk to people across industries, and that's really the only experience that I can give because mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know strictly by, by um, industry. Sure. No, that's fair. You know, shifting gears a little bit, I started off the podcast by saying, Oh, wait, but if you're not, if you don't identify as a woman, don't leave. It's okay. This is still applicable to you. Um, what, what is your take on how there can almost be like an allyship for women in business? Because realistically, if we're thinking about these numbers that you've just shared from the McKinsey study, then the likelihood of there being non-female leaders making these decisions is obviously on the majority. Mm -hmm. So we we do have to rely on non-women to understand the value of this discussion. So what's your take on that? How does someone... How can we like convey this message to someone that isn't a woman and maybe doesn't see part of the challenges that we're trying to um, showcase here? Yeah, no, that's true, and it's a, it's a good point. And one of the things that we do talk about often is how men can um, be kind of that vessel for for change and what they can do. And one opportunity is to find opportunities to mentor uh, women and really take the time to not only provide the guidance, um, but also to listen to, you know, what their experiences are to make that change in your, in, in your company. Also advocacy is really important because obviously when we see the percentages of who moves up in, uh, up the ladder, it's more men. So men being advocates for women, uh, understanding, you know, what women uh, are doing and, you know, speaking their names and bringing them up in rooms with, that they're not in and giving them the opportunity to have that visibility, then, you know, that's really something that men can do. The other thing uh, I would say is, you know, being aware and, and looking for that bias and making sure that you're not being silent and uh, and you are addressing it when you see it. You know, I I work in tech outside of the podcast, um, so I have essentially what I call two full-time jobs. And um, we, you know, tech is known for having a majority of male employees and a minority of women. And obviously, when we think about women of color, that percentage is even smaller. So thinking, you know, along the lines of 20 to 30% of women, let's say, being in the tech industry, at least the last time I looked at statistics, which could, it certainly by the time this episode comes out, that number could be very different. Um, you know, part of that is like, okay, well, how do we make sure that when we have an open position that we have X number of female candidates in that that pool? Now, obviously, the next thing that comes up then is, well, you, you don't want to hire someone just because they're a woman or just because they're X, Y, or Z, but putting in that intention and focus around having the diversity is really like the first step to even enabling it. 
because so often when I think of unconscious bias, it's really that you're not necessarily thinking actively around, okay, well, what is going to drive diversity forward? What's going to give me the most comprehensive talent pool possible? Those who are not thinking about their unconscious bias are kind of just moving through the motion. So that, that would be my first take, I think. So I know I know it's not the same uh, as what, where you were going, but I was I did wa- have a video or I was watching a video where there was a woman talking about a um, her experience or mentoring. She might have been an executive coach of the CEO, and the CEO was uh, mentoring their level below them when they were mentoring a male. They were mentoring the men that were. Uh, reporting to them, they were talking about strategy and talking about operations, like how they can impact the business and and, and financially and operationally. Um, Yet when they were talking to the women and mentoring women, the women that were reporting to them, they were talking about soft skills, like how Mm -hmm. to communicate better and how how to uh, manage their, their team. And they the uh, executive coach confronted them about it and they were completely unaware and um, they weren't, they didn't even know they were doing it. So in terms of like talking about unconscious bias, you know, they're, they're not preparing. He's not preparing those VP executive VP uh, level employees to move up to a C-suite. Whereas then, you know, the men that he's mentoring, you know, he is preparing to move into those C-suites. So you know, I think unconscious bias can, can just even look like that. Yeah, that's a really interesting example. And I can't say I'm surprised. I think it's a, a very common stigma. It's actually why the majority of HR professionals are women, I think, because there's this misconception that women are better or more adept at, you know, the soft skills or the power skills, as we like to say on the side of the fence. And And even beyond that, I mean, Something that I talk a lot about in the on the podcast is that men and women alike, it doesn't matter, have to be able to speak to the business. They have to be able to have a qualitative understanding of what's happening. And you're absolutely right that, you know, that is an example of unconscious bias because why should it be that the women are so much better at soft skills? Why should it be that the men are so much better at the strategy? Um, those are all stigmas and might not necessarily be true. There could be women in that group of people who actually are much better at analysis and critical thinking than their their male counterparts in that example. So and vice versa, right? Um so this is where I think you're absolutely it's a great example again that, you know, as leaders for all of us, the more we can challenge these stigmas that, you know, predicate our experience or are are prevalent in business the better off we all are. Um, And kind of shifting gears a little bit, I'd love to talk about what you do more specifically. I know I've put you in the hot seat with HR questions um, and questions that really pertain a ton to business leaders today. But I know um, just in our prior conversations that you have um, like an accelerator program, for example, for um, people moving into leadership roles that, you know, you obviously are super focused on the actual um, provision of these tools and providing mentorship and leadership to women, especially. So can you talk through a little bit more what that looks like and why 
the things that you um, really focus on and provide these women make it make these tools accessible to them and why it, it makes their experience potentially a little bit more well-rounded and comprehensive so that they can more easily move into those roles when afforded the opportunity. Yeah. So one of the things that we really like to talk to our community about is the need to have the their personal board of advisors. So if I could start there, because I think that's yeah. so important to um, prepare yourself for, you know, every, every level. I mean, even if you're not looking to uh, be in a leadership position, but you want to grow your career in some way, having that personal board of advisors is, is just so important. So we talk about one is having that mentor um, and two, having an advocate, three, um, having some kind of a connector uh, on your board that can connect you with people throughout your career and having your hype squad and having um, somebody who is a subject matter expert. So if you have at least one person from each of these, um, each of those categories, then you'll have somebody that can you can go to and um, in times of need for those, you know, different, you know, different requirements. But so we really try to focus on providing that one, the mentorship, the hype squad, and that's the, the you know, her hype squad with Boss Track is we provide that community and that hype squad. And through there, we have the connectors and, you know, we can connect people with people that they need throughout their career through that mentorship and through our community and then also to those subject matter experts. But so back to the mentorship, I mean, the mentorship really is um, one, it's one-on-one -on -one mentorship when somebody has a, um, they're, they're faced with a challenge at work and they don't know how to deal with it, or they just want to get a second opinion, you know, we're there to, to provide that, uh, that sounding board. You know, we might not necessarily have the exact answers, but can help you think through those. And we have um, other, we have um, quite a few uh, women executives in our community. So if one person doesn't have the experience, we have somebody else that, that can help. Um, and then we have our programs, and you mentioned that Leadership Accelerator Program. So we looked at, you know, what are the skills that anybody really needs to move into their leadership role to have high impact and have, have influence on the, with their team. And we developed an a, a, um, a authentic leader model. And we uh, determined, you know, obviously you need to communicate with your team. <laughs> you need to... Um, build trust with your team. Without trust, you 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 know where where can you go with your team? Um, you need to uh, have confidence in your own abilities. Um, you need the emotional intelligence, and um, I could go back to that on when we were talking about men in leadership. Um, and you know, also you need to have that you know networking the networking capability to. Uh, build your network as you move up. And then we also make sure that we focus on introduction to the financial and operational acumen because, I mean, it's not something that should be saved for <laughs> the executive right. level. I mean, when you move into a manager role, you ha have direct impact on the results of the business. So e even at that point, you should understand how you're impacting the financial and operational results of the company. So, so we do provide an introduction to that. And we believe that those, you know, those areas of, um, 
are the are the ones that need you know people need to at least be aware of and have the tools to be able to um, to to move move forward in those areas. So one of the things we we not only provide the uh, leadership um, the leadership training, but we have the year long mentorship that comes with that afterwards. So you know in terms of going. we were talking about the training programs where you go for a day or two Mm -hmm. and you come back and then you're expected to just figure, figure that out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're, everything is downloaded and you're like, okay, what do I do? Um, We, we actually provide that support at longer term to say, okay, what, what are you facing in your, in your new role and how can we support you? So that's, that's kind of really our focus. Great. No, it it makes sense. I mean, we there's so much there are so many statistics I should say on how people learn and how training is you know how effective it can be and that you know basically all these studies show that once you know a certain amount of time elapses all of that information is forgotten. And mm-hmm. so this idea of actually following up and following through and following someone through their journey in their new position or as they hopefully work toward that new position, it makes sense that that's a part of the, the magic sauce, so to speak. Um, and I'd love to come back to this notion of emotional intelligence. It is a topic that's obviously very important. Not everyone has high emotional intelligence, which is okay. But what were you thinking of uh, sharing on that? On that oh yeah, so we had switched topics, but and I don't mean to go back, but when you were when we were talking about that example of the executive providing the soft skill <laughs> opportunities to the women and the strategy to the men, you know, really, it's they're they're not doing the men any favors because I mean studies have shown um, that people with high emotional intelligence do better in executive positions overall. So, um, yeah, I mean, those men should be receiving, and I mean, I know soft skills are not emotional intelligence, but emotional intelligence is kind of layered into that. And, and it, and it it isn't, isn't the case that you're either born with emotional intelligence or that you either have it or you don't, you can actually Mm -hmm. learn emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that, that can be a training opportunity for men. So they're being, I, I was just thinking they're kind of being shortchanged a little bit by not getting that, uh, you know, that opportunity. Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. The stigmas that surround, uh, you know, genders and generations and ages and all of these things really can negatively, significantly negatively impact people in the workforce and in the workplace. Um, and I think like, you know, one final question that I have for you is, is really around like what we can say to the listeners today to get mentorship and leadership training to be a a bigger priority in 2024. Um, what are some initial steps that the listeners can take, whether they're decision makers or not, because they don't have to be decision makers in order to influence the direction of their company. Everyone has a voice. What are some initial things that they can do? What are some maybe bigger blue sky initiatives that they could aspire to have that that also kind of bookend um, your advice there? Yeah, well, I mean, one one thing that I hear people talking about, my, my guests talk about on my podcast is there are companies that have mentorship programs. 
And having those mentorship programs, I think, is, is really helpful. I mean, I think it's a first step because I believe you should have mentors outside of your company as well to have because you're mm -hmm. seeing, you know, very tunnel vision when you're talking to somebody within the organization only. But I think it's a really good start for companies to start mentorship programs. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know the statistics. You might know more from being in HR, but um, I don't don't think there are a lot of majority of companies don't have have that. And um, also, I mean, I think having a formalized advocacy program uh, included in that mentor mentorship and at least, you know, providing that training of what that could look like and, and you know, so that people are aware that it's something that they should be thinking about doing. Because um, I think that's, you know, that's, that's really the, um, if, if it's not something that they're focused on, you can so easily get pulled away in, in different things with business. And uh, I think it just needs to be a reminder um, in some ways. So I think having that training is important as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And you're absolutely right that most companies do not have formalized mentorship programs. Um, and there is a huge opportunity there. You know, there's yeah. there's room for for growth and opportunity and all of the good things that can come out of creating programs that really invest or, or focus on investing in people generally and, and just, you know, period. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah. that's the statement, right? Um, that said, Michelle, I really appreciate that you've joined the podcast this week and that you highlighted some really important initiatives that you all are doing at Boss Track and um, what, listeners could potentially expect if they tune into your podcast. So with that, tell everyone where they can connect with you, where they could listen to Her Hype Squad, your podcast with Boss Track, um, and where they could potentially connect on get, bringing um, the, you know, these types of programs to their organizations through what you do. Yeah, well, a couple of different ways. Thank you for asking. Um, one is obviously going to the website. It's www.thebosstrack.com. And there you'll find all of our courses and our, our programs. And we are uh, NASBA registered and we are approved partners of SHRM and HRCI. So we have, you know, there is always that benefit as well. Um, for the podcast, it's Her Hype Squad with Boss Track. And we are everywhere um, you're, you find podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, um, you name it, on, on YouTube as well. And um, yeah, I mean, you can always find me on LinkedIn and my LinkedIn handle is meet Michelle Harris. So if you, um, I'm sure there are tons of Michelle Harris's, but if you uh, use meet Michelle Harris, you'll, you'll find me. And I'd, lo I'd love to, I'd love to chat. Um, you know, I'm always there. There you go. Invitation to chat for everyone yes. listening. Um, and you, you, all of those links will be available in the show notes as well. So the listeners can easily get connected with you, with Boss Track, with her Hype Squad and listen to your episode. So thank you so much again for your time and, and really appreciate all of the insights. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tracy. Hey, just before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are the first to hear when an episode drops each week. And maybe leave a five-star review and a comment about how much you loved this episode. Plus, if you have someone in mind who would really enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.